What's up guys? Another beautiful day, uh, last few days of August here, and we're excited to have another show. This show is going to drop in September, so I guess we'll be we'll be chatting about this here in August, and you guys will be in September, and school's around the corner. Um, we are excited to have a, a big episode today where we're going to talk about uh, exemptions, rebates, uh, really money back in your pocket. This one's key. Listen to this. Uh, if you guys have bought a property in the last five or six years, uh, listen to the show because you might find a way that you can either A, get some cash back or B, uh, help a friend who's thinking about uh, getting into real estate, save some money. So check it out. If we found a way to save you money, please let us know. We definitely want to make sure we're bringing value to you guys. As always, if you're loving the show, make sure to rate us on iTunes tell a friend and send us a snapshot so we can send you the Thrive mugs and coffee. Um, you got Alex McFadden, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Well, uh, so today I'm here with uh, my my normal cohorts. I got Dean Lott and Derek Williamson, and I'm Alex McFadden. And uh, again, we're gonna get right into it. You know, uh, so this is gonna apply to pretty much anybody, whether you're a real estate agent, if you are uh, somebody purchasing a property for investments, uh, if you are just buying a property for a home, uh, there is basically a rebate option for everyone in these programs. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off with the uh, most common ones and work our way back towards uh, ones that maybe are less well known. Um, before we get into it, we just wanna make sure you guys are clear. Anything that we talk about on the show, you should always double check and fact check yourself with an accountant, with the government, everything else. We are not accountants, we are mortgage brokers. So we're gonna get good at finding Money for you when it comes to your mortgage and getting you qualified when it comes to anything to do with your your taxes double check and make sure that you are getting these facts yourself all right enough of the disclaimer let's get right into it so the i think the most important um exemption that's the honestly the most brought up and request exemption is the bc provincial uh first time home buyer property transfer tax rebate holy crap that was a lot to talk about where do we even go get started here, guys? I mean, do you, uh, Derek, do you want to lead us off into the basics of the overview of the program? We can talk about myths and, and where the use, what the use cases are. For sure. I think the PTT is more of an exemption than a rebate. If, if I think that's correct, it's more of an exemption where you actually don't have to pay the bill if you qualify. Um, so kind of the concept of the transfer tax, property transfer tax exemption is if you are a first time buyer, our government wanted to give an incentive for people to actually get into the market. Uh, property transfer tax can be a pretty damaging bill. I mean, detached homes around here are, you know, minimum of a million dollars and that typically triggers a transfer tax bill of roughly $20,000. It's a huge bill uh, in addition to your down payment. So one thing to note is that this property transfer tax bill cannot be rolled into your purchase. It cannot be financed. It has to be paid in cash. Um, so the exemption essentially, if you're a first time buyer and you're purchasing a property for under $500,000, so that's the cap. And that's where a lot of people run into issues with this. If you're buying for under $500,000, uh, you actually don't have to pay the property transfer tax, which is roughly an $8,000 savings. Now there is a small gap above that 
which doesn't really work most of the time, but uh, you can go between 500 and $525,000. So if you're in that gap, you're gonna receive a partial exemption where you get a discount uh, and it's, you know, you might end up paying 50% of the property transfer tax bill. Yeah, so so th this was actually, and that's actually a good point. So I get a lot of people who talk about what the heck is a sliding scale and how does that work? So just to explain a sliding scale, there's there's different use cases for this, but in the case of the property transfer tax exemption, and which is going to come up again, um, think of uh, the 525 mark as 100%, you're paying 100% of the property transfer tax, and 500, you're paying 0%. So if you pay you know, if your purchase price is 505, uh, times that by four, you're paying 20% of the property transfer tax for that amount of money. Uh, and that just continues all the way up till you get to the 25, uh, uh, $1,000 or sorry, $525,000 point, in which case you're paying the full property transfer tax. Now, really quickly, as we move our way into use cases, I really just want to go over dollars and cents here for a second, because as a first time buyer, I, I commonly hear people say, even if they're qualified to 600,000, you know, I'm going to stay under 500,000 because I want the rebate, you know, and well, I think that makes sense for some people because maybe that property is really all you need is under 500,000. The reality is if you put yourself into a position where you're buying a property just because of the purchase price, what happens in two years or three years if now all of a sudden you've outgrown that property, whereas you could have spent the extra 50000 or $60,000 up front? Think about, you know, if your intentions aren't to keep that property by a second one, maybe it's just to sell and buy, you're going to pay way more in real estate commissions and then property transfer tax on the other side than you would by just quite literally spending the money up front. So great exemption to have, but depending on your scenario, don't let that guide your decision. Yeah, I would definitely agree. There's a lot of myths around this, uh, this exemption. And I think one of the biggest ones is what we just talked on is a, is a sliding scale and the fact that anything above 525, you're paying a hundred percent of that, of that tax. So you know, maybe just diving into a couple of the other myths that we, we see quite regularly is quite commonly we'll have one borrower uh, that is a first time home buyer and then their spouse maybe owned uh, a property prior and just how how we could potentially structure that type of a scenario to get an exemption. Um, maybe we, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, how you register on title, the percentage of ownership is actually dictates how much of that exemption you're going to get. And so if they're uh, if the couple is is okay with with moving forward with say a 99% ownership so meaning the first time home buyer owns 99% of the property and then the the spouse that had previously owned property only owns 1% you could you could be looking at paying just 1% of that that property tax bill if of course it's under the the threshold we just discussed we're going to we're going to go ahead and here throw another disclaimer check with your lawyer to make sure this is all above board uh otherwise you might uh either way at, at the bare minimum it's 50 50 um but to your point there is an exemption to be had there don't forget you will get some yeah some lenders are actually not okay with it we have seen lenders actually rush, you know push back but there are many lenders that are fully uh accepting that yeah, there can be some restrictions to this too. Uh, there are myths around what a first time buyer technically is. And regarding this property transfer tax exemption, if you have owned a property ever in Canada or anywhere in the world, you are technically not a first time home buyer and you will have to pay property transfer tax on your purchase. If it's, of course, 
at this price point. Um, a lot of people have a myth around, you know, I haven't owned a property in four years, which is relevant, but in a different scenario. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you've ever owned real estate that you've lived in, you're no longer a first time buyer. Very key points. So we'll move on from that. Let's let's jump right into the other property transfer tax exemption that's out there. And again, uh, one that I don't think people think about because it, looking at a little bit of a track record of the property transfer tax exemption, um, there was a change that occurred, I believe it was 2016, where they increased the exemption in BC from 475 to 500 to 500 to 525. And at the same time, that's when they came out also with the uh, new property exemption, um, which basically allowed you to um, avoid the GST, not GST, sorry, the PTT, property transfer tax, on a new development property. So that could be a property that was bought from a developer in the form of a house or you know townhouse or condo, whatever the heck it is. That's for anybody. So you don't have to be just a first-time buyer for that program. Anyone can claim the property transfer tax exemption for the new development. As long as it's for you and your primary residence, it can't be for rental in that case. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind is you're not paying property transfer tax, but you are paying GST, which is actually much more. It's 5%. Um, and if you were to purchase a property, say over 750, this is a question that comes up all the time. If you're buying a property over 750, so you are paying GST and you are paying property transfer tax, you don't pay the property transfer tax on the GST. Like they're not gonna tax you on tax. That's one thing that can get kind of convoluted when people are purchasing new brand new properties. That's actually a really good point. And, and I think like also uh, one of the questions, uh, you know, we commonly get asked is like with the GST, is this forming a portion of the mortgage uh, price point? Uh, when is that paid? We're going to get a little bit into uh, GST rebates and when you pay that a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but for now, just remember $750,000, any new build property, as long as it's qualified, um, you get the exemption. So that's pretty massive, right? All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the GST new build rebate for owner occupied properties. Holy cow, that was a lot to to word. <laughs> so this is one that again, I think this get this gets mixed up a lot with the first time buyer exemption and the new build exemption. Um, and uh, this is one where where I think a lot of people just straight up don't understand any of it because they do make it pretty convoluted. It's like, okay, what amount can I qualify? What amount can I not? Uh, short and sweet. Um, the government came out with a program about six or seven years ago, I believe. And uh, with that program, you can get a rebate of up to 36%, up to 36% um, on homes, uh, basically less than 350,000. And then a partial rebate um, on a home from 350 to $450,000. Uh, of that exemption. So more or less, like there's a calculation that we'd have to work out to tell you the exact amount, but what is the GST rebate? Unlike the PTT property transfer tax, GST you are paying to the government and you pay GST on all new build properties. You're going to get a rebate on this, um, which is gonna reduce essentially your total purchase price on new build property. Again, that max is out at uh, 450 these days. So anything to add to that? No, I think it's just, I think one of the biggest um, misconceptions would be the fact that GST is a separate tax from property transfer tax. A lot of people don't realize that it's actually a separate tax. So GST, the goods and goods and service tax that's on pretty much everything we buy, uh, you always have to keep that in mind when it's brand new. So I think that's just one of the, one of the biggest things I see is people just don't realize it's a separate tax. 
Yeah. The only other thing that I would add, which is very unique um, and very case by case, is this can actually come into play on a substantially renovated property as well. So if you're doing a, a very extensive renovation, you can look at GST rebate because you've obviously paid GST on all the construction costs and the labor that you've paid through that build. So um, yeah, something to keep in mind. Now, those are key points. So on that GST rebate, and this is where things get all sorts of fun. Okay, so a couple things to keep in mind. Um, whatever you pay for GST, so we talked about the GST is included in the mortgage. So if you if you purchase a property, whatever the number is, let's say $400,000, and uh, and again, we're gonna make up some numbers here today, but let's say you're purchasing a property that's $400,000 for the sake of conversation. Oh, look at this, I got a handy calculator in front of me. So let's do some real numbers. Um, and you are supposed to pay GST of $20,000, 5% in BST, uh, in G, yeah, in BST. So based on the rebate, you would actually get a net rebate of $3,150 back plus a property transfer tax exemption of 6,000. So that's about $9,000 of exemptions, which is pretty fantastic. But this is where things get a little bit confusing for a lot of people. That purchase price, you actually have to take the GST and add that to the purchase price to form the total purchase price in the eyes of a lender. Let's make it a little bit more fun, shall we? Uh, every developer also has the choice if they're going to claim the exemption for you, meaning they just reduce essentially the purchase price based on your, your rebate, so they just take 3000 bucks off really what you would have to pay, or if you have to come up with the GST and then fill out a form and claim it afterwards. So if I didn't make that too confusing, I'm sorry. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're still following along. Basically, the long and the short of it is there are a lot of different factors that you have to think about when forming that total purchase price. And you really want to have your accountant and your lawyer reviewing this information in detail to make sure that you're getting the proper amount. Yeah, developers are, some of the bigger developers are quite creative with the way they market their, their properties. And a lot of them will make the claim on your behalf. So they do just reduce the price. And some go even above and beyond that where they'll actually, um, as an incentive, as a marketing uh, scheme, they basically will uh, reduce it by even more than the standard uh, rebate just as a, just as a way to get you in the door, right? So that that definitely causes some confusion because not every developer is structuring it the same way. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, and so so in that scenario that we use that 400 purchase price, your net uh, total cost was $416,850. Keeping in mind, if the developer was not claiming that, you would have to bring the 420, but the lender, and this is where it gets interesting. So from a lending perspective, the lender is lending on the 416 not the 420. So you have to remember, you got to come up with your down payment plus the extra cash in that scenario. So if you are working with a real estate agent and you're looking at a new development property, whether it's for yourself or, or a rental, in this circumstance, obviously for yourself, make sure that you know and you have it written into the contract who's claiming the GST rebate when and how. This will save a whole lot of confusion when it get, you get into the lawyer's office and it'll make sure that you don't have any shortfall on money. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure that's happened many times in the past based on the lawyers I've talked to. Of course, we avoid that in our office, uh, but that's just a way that you guys can save some cash. Hopefully that helped you understand it. Let's move on, guys. Um, what do we got next here, Derek? Um, we can touch on the rental rebate. So it's very similar to the owner occupied, uh, new home GST rebate, but it's actually available for rental properties, which a lot of people do not know. Um, buying investment properties, typically people don't think that there's any exemptions or rebates. This is actually a pretty cool one. Um, purchasing rental properties and being a landlord, uh, you know, is creating 
rental housing for people at the same time. So our Canadian government does want to give back uh, at some level. So it does have the same cap on property value at 450,000. And there is partial potential rebate if you're buying a brand new property or a newly built rental property. Yeah, some some of the eligible uh, properties that we've seen in the past, this is something that's been really common in the Vancouver area, where they'll actually build a laneway home or some sort of an addition to a property for the purpose of renting. And to your point, when uh, when doing renovations and and all the all the bills that you would spend on on construction materials, those sorts of things, there there could be a substantial rebate in those cases. So um, if this is something that you're about to endeavor or you've already done this in the last, say, two, three years, definitely look back with your accountant, because um, as we mentioned earlier, you can make these claims uh, as many as I want to say six years, but uh, definitely something to check. Uh, check back. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, it, it's just like being self-employed. So a lot of people who are listening to this are actually, they may be employed and uh, their rentals are really like your rental should be like you're running a business. And so you do have the ability actually to go back and claim these exemptions if they were missed by a previous accountant. So look that up. Uh, it's the GST HST new residential rental property rebate. That's a mouthful. Um, there are some restrictions. Again, the property value has to be less than $450,000. And I believe based on the last conversation that I had, the maximum money that you can get back in your pocket is $6,000. But that's 6,000 bucks that I think a lot of people who bought rental properties do not know about. So guys, if you bought a rental property, if you bought a rental property, uh, less than 450,000 bucks, check that out. We just made you money. I like it. All right. I like it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, so we're moving through real nice and quick here today, guys. Um, one thing that I want to touch on that um, we were going to bring up in this show, we're, we're going to save it for another episode uh, because we have briefly touched on in the past was the uh, first time buyer government program. I feel like we need an entire episode to unpack that again. You know, uh, it's been almost a year since that program has been launched and we got lots to talk about about it, but guy, I, I don't think now is the time. Hey, well, no, to this day, we still haven't actually done one of those programs. And I don't think many have, uh, many Canadians have actually utilized that program. So yeah, I would say definitely unpacking that in a, a later date. You, you know, what's actually crazy about that. We, we have funded literally hundreds of first time home buyer mortgages, uh, throughout BC and Canada and have yet to actually find a good use case for our clients. One that made sense in that program. So that probably says enough right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get on to more rebates. Another one that I don't think anyone knows about. Well, someone might know about it, but uh, very few people know about it. Derek, take it away. So this one's actually through CMHC, which is a crown corporation. Uh, so CMHC is a default mortgage insurer. So anybody that is buying a property with less than 20% down, you're going to pay a pretty substantial CMHC or mortgage insurance premium. Now CMHC has come out with a program for energy efficient housing. So they have a stat, 16% um, of Canada's energy is actually used towards housing, which is a ton. Um, so they're trying to give back to the developers and the builders and the people that are buying in buildings that are built uh, with an energy efficient standard. Uh, so they've created a program where you can actually get up to 25% of your CMHC premium back 
right? Which is huge. These CMHC premiums can range from 5,000 to $40,000. So if you've bought in a building that was built under this standard, you can actually apply on CMHC's website. And if you're approved, they will kick back uh, a good chunk of your CMHC premium. Yeah. So it's, it's important to note that you need to know who your insurer is. We do have two other major insurers in our country. Um, so understanding who did your default insurance would be key. Uh, sometimes that goes missed. Most people just arbitrarily think it's CMHC, but Genworth, uh, as one of the other major insurers, could very much be the insurer that that you have. And it's important to note that Genworth also has the the lead efficiency program. They will do the same rebate. So um, just knowing where uh, where your insurance was was done is, is going to be key there. Yeah, yeah. That, There's that likely millions and millions and millions of dollars sitting in CMHC's account that yeah. could be given back. So for sure, if you bought a property in the last five ten years. It's, hundred percent worth looking into that's that's so key is so i mean guys like everything that we've talked about here today um you know again i know i'm gonna throw the disclaimer and check with your accountant but you know most of these things uh, you should be able to claim after the fact if you missed out on it because uh in some of these circumstances i mean your accountant may have not have asked the questions maybe you filed your taxes you do have a a window where you can go back and refile your taxes again uh you, you definitely look at your numbers if you heard something here today that stands out then then fantastic tell your friends tell your family we don't want the government making any more money than they need at this point uh, we're gonna be paying a lot of tax over the next few years to catch up for this last year so get that money back now while you can um we're gonna leave you guys off with a, a little bit more about the um uh, uh the home buyer's plan this isn't necessarily a rebate per se but really just quickly because we're kind of having the conversation about different types of types of exemptions we should probably briefly touch on um the rsp exemption which uh in 2019 um was proposed to have an increase of thirty-five thousand dollars. i get asked really consistently from people about uh can i use this again or which first-time homebuyer program can i use again and um this is one of those ones where if you have been a homebuyer in the past if it's been at least four years um, since you've actually lived or owned and been in this property, you do have the ability to qualify for this. Plus, uh, if you've just gone through a recent divorce or separation, again, you do have the ability to be qualified under this program. And there's a few other things outside of that. But I think a lot of people forget about those key points. So I want to make sure that people understand, like you can use your RSP exemption um, more than once. Uh, that's pretty key. Absolutely. No, that is key for sure. And a lot of people don't realize that you can actually pull out your RSPs at any time. You're, you know, some people think that you you just can only pull it out for the purpose of buying when you're a first time home buyer. You can pull them out if even if you're not eligible for this exemption, you're just going to be taxed accordingly. So, like I've had that question quite a bit. So, uh, it, again, if if any of these trigger uh, a thought that you may be eligible and you're not sure, feel free to reach out. Very good points. Very good points. I think that's about it. That wraps up the uh, the rebates and exemptions that we wanted to touch on today, guys. So uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in and uh, checking out the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, we have a lot more different tips and, and tricks and strategies, and we definitely have a bunch of good interviews coming up in the next little bit. So let us know if you're enjoying this show. Uh, let your friends know. Uh, send us a message, please. We love to hear from you guys, and we'll see you next time.